Broadcasting live from the North Fulton Business Radio X studio, it's time for To Your Health with Dr. Jim Morrow. To Your Health is brought to you by Morrow Family Medicine, an award-winning primary care practice, which brings the care back to health care. Hello, and this is Jim Morrow. Welcome to episode 70 of To Your Health with Dr. Jim Morrow. And the practice was Morrow Family Medicine, and now we are Village Medical. We're Village Medical in Cumming and Milton, Georgia. And there's also Village Medical practices really throughout the metro Atlanta area. Uh, We're in Arizona, Texas, Florida, Georgia, New Jersey. I'm not sure where all, but growing and growing and, and very proud to be part of this growing national family practice where I do believe they are. practicing medicine the way it's meant to be really looking after people and being led by physicians. So if you're wondering what village medical is all about, if you're in the office, please ask, because we'd love to tell you all about it. I am here on this Wednesday afternoon in my uh, very cluttered office studio. And as usual, my producer, John Ray is in his very lavish, all leather and gold home office studio. John, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. You know, this is the one time it's okay to turn 70. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The 70th episode. I, so. I don't disagree. I thought you were saying I was, I was about to get upset, but no, yeah, no. absolutely. No. 70 episodes. I think that's wonderful. I'm excited to have been able to think of 70 different things to talk about. Although I think it's actually 68. We probably repeated a couple of them. Um, you know, it's, it's been great, and people's response has been wonderful, and their response is one of the reasons that we're going to talk about what we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we do, um, how's life? Great. Um, I was, Hey, I just want to shout you out. I mean, I was, I'm a patient. I was just in your office a couple of weeks ago, and uh, uh, y- your staff does such a great job. So I, I'm just... You know, and I was a patient long before we did this show, right. so that's right. how we got to know each other. So, folks, uh, if you're looking for a great experience in your primary care doctor, I can give you firsthand a firsthand endorsement. Oh, I appreciate that very much. And I, I tell people all the time, you know, if it, if the experience here is not what you thought it should be, tell me. You know, I'm easy to find. Um, my emails on the business card. You can email me at to your health md at gmail.com that's easy enough to you tweet me at to your health md or to your yeah to at to your health md so um to, today i'm going to talk and really not for long probably uh, but about social media and teenagers specifically teenagers uh and the effect social media does have and can have on them i've had several parents that have talked about this and uh, a couple have asked that I talk about it on a podcast. They think you might be able to get their kids to listen to it. Um, So I I think it's a very important subject. I think it's very important to talk about this and keep it in the the conversation because if we don't, we could easily end up with a problem that's not necessary. The, the, The fact of the matter is that social media is a huge part of people's lives. And it's really an especially huge part of teenagers lives. And a study in 2018 of in the neighborhood of, I think, 750 people found that in the range 13 to 17, 45% of those kids are online almost constantly, and 97% of them use a social media platform. That's starting at age 13, using a social media platform 97% of the time, things like YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, 
and uh, so forth. So all of this has to have an impact and does have an impact on developing minds. There's no way it doesn't. And John, when you and I were growing up, we didn't have this kind of thing. You know, we passed notes in, co- in class uh, and, and that's not the way it's done now. So social media allows teenagers to create an online identity. They can communicate with friends and, and others, and they can build social networks. And these networks can be a good thing to provide teens with valuable support camaraderie and so forth, especially if you've got one that experiences some exclusion and that's all too common or has some disability or chronic illness or something It gives them an opportunity to be part of a group. And I think, I think that's a good thing. They also use social media for entertainment clearly and self-expression, be it verbal or art or whatever it might be. And the platforms, the different social media platforms have the ability to expose teenagers to current events, which can be a great thing. Let's them interact across geographic boundaries. It doesn't matter where you are. You can still do that on social media with each other as if you're real time and can do it real time. And it can teach kids, teenagers about other subjects like healthy behaviors. And so these are, these are good things and social media that's humorous or distracting or provides a a meaningful connection to peers and others might even help teens avoid depression. So we're listening here, some of the, the benefits, some of the good things about teenagers and social media, but everything about social media and teenagers is not good news. And you already knew that, or I wouldn't be doing this podcast, right? So the social media can very negatively affect teenagers by distracting them. It can disrupt their sleep or interfere with their even attempts to go to sleep. Obviously it can, we know it can expose them to bullying, to rumors, to unrealistic views of other people's lives and what's going on in their life and to peer pressure of various sorts. And these risks are typically related to how much social media time teenagers spend. They did a study in 2019, looking at 6,000, 7,000, 12 to 15 year olds. And they found that those that spent more than three hours a day on social media might be at heightened risk for mental health problems. And when a study like this says might be, it means that they found that there was an increase, but they haven't been able to repeat the study yet to prove it. So, you can rest assured that in a lot of cases, more time spent means more potential mental health problems. And a study in England in 2019 of double that number, like 12,000 13 to 16 year olds found that social media more than using social media more than three times a day predicted poor mental health and well-being in teenagers. And a lot of this is because of what I mentioned a minute ago, bullying, rumor spreading, peer pressure, and things that are negative, not all these other things I mentioned that are positive. And so it's important to know how much time is being spent and try to do something about it if you can, and you can if you try. So there have been other studies that have looked at links between high levels of social media use and straight-up depression and anxiety. And one study found that more social media use, nighttime social media use, 
and in emotional investment in social media. And there's a difference between using it and being socially invested in it. You can understand that. I don't know. Such as feeling upset when prevented from logging on. If you're emotionally invested in it and somebody says, well, you can't use that. Then you get upset. And these are linked to worse sleep quality and higher levels of anxiety and depression. And I'm probably not telling you anything that you haven't already suspected, but hopefully knowing that there have been actual studies done to see that these things are the case will give you a little bit better foothold when you're talking to your teenager about social media and the effect it can have. Now, the other thing that can affect the impact is how teens use social media. So in 2015, a few years ago now, a study found that social comparison and feedback seeking, you know, looking for feedback by teenagers using social media and cell phones was linked with depressive symptoms because almost certainly the reason is you don't get the answers and the responses that you want. In 2013, they found that teenagers that use social media passively, like looking at other people's photos and so forth, caused a decline in life satisfaction. Those that use social media to interact with others or uh, post their own content did not experience these same declines. So if you're, if, if your teenagers live in their life vicariously through someone else, this could be a problem. And obviously if you have a teenager that's putting out there what he's doing or she's doing and, that they're happy about that. And in a lot of cases, proud of that, you're going to have the opposite. If you look at undergraduate college students, a recent study found that they pretty much no longer that I'm sorry, pretty much the longer they use Facebook, the stronger was their belief that other people were happier than they are. So if you, if you look at, this is, undergraduate college students thinking that other people are happier than they are because they put something on Facebook. But the more time students spent going out with their friends in person, the less they felt that way. And clearly the reason is when you're out with them, you see more of the real thing than you do what a lot of people would put on Facebook, which, or any social media, which is in many cases, not the exact truth. Now, everybody knows that, that teenagers have more impulsive natures and, and actions based on impulse. And experts suggest that teens who post content on social media are at risk of sharing intimate photos or highly personal photos. And we've all heard stories about this. And these things can result again in being bullied or harassed, even blackmailed. Can you imagine being a teenager or even an undergraduate college student being blackmailed because of something you put on social media and teens often will create a post without thinking about the consequences or the privacy concerns. And that in itself is a, a very clear statement. I think, I think is, there's no doubting that. And I think one of the things that comes in there is it means that parents need to have a very honest and, 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 forward-thinking conversation with their teenager about what they're about to do. And if you're, if you're a parent and you just decide your 12-year-old needs a Facebook account, you make them a Facebook account and then go on to something else. In my opinion, 
which is what you get here twice a month, you're making a mistake. So I think I would encourage you to be very careful about that. Now, if you are, and I think the vast majority are wanting to protect your teenager, there's steps you can take to encourage more responsible use of social media and limit some of these negative effects. So set reasonable limits. That's one. Talk to your teenager about how to avoid letting social media get into start to interfere with their activities, their sleep, their meals, their homework. You know, there's a, a rule at our home, no devices at the table. And, you know, Gran is the one that breaks that rule probably more than anybody. But as okay, it's her rule, she can break it if she wants to. So if you talk to your teenager about this kind of thing, then it's going to be less of a problem probably, or at least they're going to be aware of it. You can't help but think they're going to be doing it less if they're aware of it. And encourage a bedtime routine that avoids electronic media. You know, the, the blue screen, the blue light from the screen is, is very activating. We've heard a lot about this over the years, and it's very true. And we see it in our family as well. So be careful about that. Try to avoid that and, and keep cell phones and tablets out of the teenagers' bedrooms. And set an example by following that rule yourself. The other thing is monitor your teen's accounts. I think this is your job. I mean, let your teenager know you'll be regularly checking their social media accounts. You might aim to do it once a week. You might aim to do it a lot more, but let them know you're going to be doing it and then do it. Follow through with that. Have a frank conversation with your teenager about what's not okay to do. Tell them it's not okay to gossip, spread rumors, bully people. And, and, I know this sounds like something that should be a given, but nothing's a given if you don't explain it to them. I mean, you know, they're a blank slate. You have to explain to them what's good and what's bad sometimes. And these things you need to let them know. That's not what you want to do. You don't want to do anything that's going to damage someone's reputation online or otherwise. So talk to your teenager about what's appropriate and safe that they can share on social media. Encourage face-to-face -face contact with their friends instead of an electronic connection. This is especially important if you have a teenager that's vulnerable to anxiety. Encourage face-to-face -face communication, interaction. Real people in front of real people, not screen-to-screen. -screen. And then talk about your own social media habits. Ask your teenager how they're using social media, how it makes them feel. And remind them that social media is full of unrealistic images. Unrealistic images. Saw a picture the other day of me with a great big 12-pound bass. And that's an unrealistic image because I photoshopped my, pic my face on the picture somebody else sent me of somebody with a 12-pound bass. And that's the bottom of the iceberg. And so being, keep in mind that Social media is not realistic, and your teenager needs to understand that. And I want to tell you, if you think your teenager is experiencing signs or symptoms of anxiety or depression related to social media use, talk to your child's health care provider. <clears throat> Whoever you take them to, wherever it might, pediatrician, family doctor, makes no difference. Talk to them in the presence of the teenager about social media use. You might even let the provider know before you come to the appointment that that's what you want to do. 
And, and I think it'd be a great idea to do that. So they have a little heads up, but have that conversation. <clears throat> the more you have an open conversation about this or frankly, anything, probably the less trouble you're going to have with that particular problem, the more enlightened your child will be, the more advanced they'll be in how they can handle situations and the less likely they are to have these problems that we're talking about. So a very important topic, a very involved topic and something you couldn't cover in a two hour podcast, much less 20 minutes or so. But I, I hope that people will listen to this and use this as a jumping off point, a stepping stone, if you will, to try to open that conversation with their kids and prevent some of these problems because they are preventable and they can be life-changing if you don't prevent them. So John, that's what I have on teenagers and social media. Yeah, that's really important. Uh, important. You've given some important words here, uh, Jim. And I, I think a couple other uh, darker things that we ought to add uh, to this. I mean, teenage suicide rates have gone up significantly over the last you know decade or so. Um, I can't quote the statistics, but um, you know they're they're attributing social media as a big contributor to that. So. Uh, you know, this is a serious topic yeah, and, um, it is. and then, um, I also read where I think it's something like 80% of, uh, teens and, uh, kids who kids who are, uh, get absorbed into the sex trafficking, uh, world, uh, get recruited on social media. I think that's almost certainly true. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a way to bypass the entire parent, the whole parental protection. Yeah. And it's a, it's, it's a way to get, um, for anyone uh, to get, uh, fooled by someone who's putting up a false face of who they are. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely true. So one thing, um, one, uh, we got a comment here, um, and it's uh, admittedly a small thing they say, but, um, convincing your team to re remove their notification notifications off their phone. So in other words, that little red dot that just screams at you to go in and check mm -hmm. who what's going on because that's a uh that's what social media companies use to get you back on uh to remove those notifications and just and so it reduces the amount of time you get on there and then of course you run down a rabbit hole and you spend a lot more time on there than you should all right well I mean, it's just a it's a a calling card for that there's no question you know it's a uh, it's exactly that. It's a red light. And I uh, totally agree. If, if you are a teenager, really, frankly, if you're anybody mm -hmm. and, and you see that it, it draws you in. It absolutely does exactly what you said. And I think that's a great idea to, to do that. And it takes a parent who is in charge of their teenager's phone and social media to do that. And that's not all of them, unfortunately. So we need more parents to get involved like that. I, I think that's a, a great idea. I like that. And I can absolutely see where that would decrease the, 
the number of times they would check it. And that's by definition going to decrease the amount of time they spend on. Now, one of our live listeners has sent me a message and, uh, saying that you're the one that uses your phone at the dinner table, not her. Well, uh, I I can't imagine who that would have been. Yeah, I know. Um, I know. But (laughs) I thought it was important to get that out. So I'll, I'll, I'll take that. I think that's probably accurate. Okay. Okay. And Hey, we got one other question here. That's not related to the topic at hand. What's that? It's related to what you said at the, at the outset about village medical and all the locations around the country. So the question is, if I move away from Georgia to Florida or Texas or Arizona, some of these other locations, um, does that make it easier for me to, to, you know, find a, a provider who already has all my records and yeah, yeah, it absolutely does. It absolutely does. All the village medical, uh, clinics, uh, will be using the same electronic record. I can't say y'all are right now cause they're bringing them in all the time. And no matter, uh, there's a process for getting them on, but, uh, everyone will be on the same electronic record. So the access will be there. It's not that someone in Florida can see, the record in Georgia, but someone in Florida can get the record in Georgia very, very easily without having to depend on some office down the street, uh, finding the time to do that when there's no incentive whatsoever for them to send records because there's nothing in it for them. They've lost patient, patient move. And, and so a lot of times people wait and wait or, or never send records and in a case like this, it wouldn't be a problem. So yes, it absolutely would. Plus if you are moving, it would give, the patient some confidence that the people they've been seeing know these people. Cause I do know a lot of the people in these other States and that you do know them and you can say, Hey, this is a good guy for you. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think it's, I think it's great. And I village I'm certain will be the player in, um, in practicing the highest quality of primary care that's available anywhere. And if I didn't believe that I wouldn't be part of it. Sure. Sure. Well, and I guess extending the, the question or the, com- the comment there, um, if you're on vacation and you've got run into some sort of medical issue, that's, that's another advantage of it is. village medical system, right? Yeah. Just having people, you know, anywhere and everywhere in the country that are part of the same network will provide many opportunities and advantages. There's no, no doubt in my mind. Well, I think that's it from All here. Right. Well, as usual. In a couple of weeks, the for the second Tuesday in March, I guess it will be. I have no idea what I'm going to talk about, but we'll come up with something that I can promise you will be worth listening to, and hopefully you'll get some benefit from. So for now, that is to your health. 